Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Food that's good for the environment, good for the people who eat it, and good for the people who grow it. They pick it so it's beautiful when it comes to market, and you get to enjoy that. Local businesses is the, the first place that we can directly support somebody. You've got to believe in what you do, and if you stick to that, then you're getting there anyway. What's up? Welcome to another Quicksand Food Podcast. My name's Stefan Postumer. I'll be your host. Today I speak with Graeme Ett from South Sailor Fish Bar in Thoreau. South Sailor's a brand spanking new venue. It used to be Bergie's Fish Cafe, which Graham ran for a while, and they've recently renovated, renamed, rebranded to South Sailor. Nowadays, they're serving up absolutely the freshest seafood you could possibly get and doing things a bit more sophisticated than what was originally a fish and chip shop. I talked to Graham about what it means to change over to a new venue and the importance of sourcing fresh seafood, sourcing whole seafood and processing your seafood from scratch to make the best possible fresh seafood dishes you can. I really enjoyed talking to Graham about the new place. It's a very exciting venue, really fresh and vibrant. So I hope that you enjoy this chat with Graham Ett from South Sailor in Thoreau. So as you said, this this building as a fish cafe has a, a history of since 1946. Since 1946, and even before that, since 1908, there's photos of this being a stop-off for people tri- coming through um, uh, the old car sitting outside the front. So it's been like a stop-off cafe um, since 1908, I believe, and then it's yeah. a fish cafe since like 1946. Wow. When uh, Jim's took it over. Um, and I think it was in their family for up until the 80s even 90s um, and then it had a couple of owners Mark Berg the famous fisherman being one um, that's who we bought it off uh, and now it's uh, South Sailor yeah moving on and but also um, keeping that legacy alive of just concentrating on the awesome fish from around the Illawarra or from you know whatever your great suppliers can mm. get you. I suppose uh, in the past it's been a fish and chip shop predominantly uh, we, with my experience being a chef for far too many years, uh, we just wanted to kind of bring back a bit more, the, bring back the, the healthy side of fish. Sure. A lot more grilled, a lot more raw, cured, um, uh, Japanese influence. We've got a great Japanese um, sushi chef on board now. Um, so we're just trying to uh, give people the option to eat fish in lots of different ways rather than just deep fry, yep. which you can't eat every day. Yep. <laughs> um, I want my family to eat um, healthy Yep. healthy food as well as delicious uh, tasty food so um, that's kind of like the ethos behind it we're, um, we've got the garden out the back which we're trying to grow as much stuff as possible so we can get local seafood but also um, get the produce from local as possible and if we can grow grow the herbs and grow the um, you know the tomatoes and stuff in the backyard then we'll try and do that as much mm-hmm. as we can as well Awesome. Do, do you think that there's been a bit of a like obviously you've made the transition into doing different different methods of preparing fish like you say cured and grilled and raw and and that sort of thing i feel like 10 years ago 
you'd, you'd have a problem selling that sort of thing. But it's maybe been in the last five years that people have, especially when it comes to raw and cured, people have really started to jump on board. And now you see sushi itself just being one of the, you know, complete staple of lunches like for any office worker in Sydney or yes. anyone that lives in these bigger places. So yeah. really I think um, I think smoking too is a, another which we we feel very strongly about. We try and especially for our smoked fish chowder, which I think um, features in the book. Um, so yeah, we try and we smoke a lot of things. So any any way that we can kind of um, change the the taste of the fish without actually destroying it rather just add some a little bit of extra flavor to it mm. obviously all the the curing and the smoking and all these kind of ways to prepare food in the olden days was so it could be kept for longer periods of time mm-hmm. um, now I think the modern way it's actually just to bring out more flavor in the food we can you know we can keep um, food these days for a long period but if we can just bring out more flavor by enhancing it with a light cure or a light smoke then um, you're on the right track yeah do you do you think it's something a chef has to really think about? And I suppose it, it goes for not just preparing seafood, but anything, because there's obviously labor involved in what you do. Like if you're going to buy in whole fish and process them, and then you're going to smoke them, and then you're going to use them as an ing- as one of the many ingredients in a, in a chowder. Yes. That's, you know, you could just buy smoked fish, but that's where you, that's where the, the difference in quality lies and the integrity of that chef is yeah I think um, look if we if we smoke it and um, we know that it's going to take an hour and a half at um, 110 degrees um, and we're using the, the the wood chips that we've tried before and um, and we can actually use we can get that smoked fish done and then we can be using it in a chowder that day or the next day um, then you know the products at its premium yeah um, and um, you, you, there's quite a lot of personal joy comes from you know opening that smoker door and having a bellow in your face and um, and then be able to put that into a, a chowder, which is um, such a simple dish. But you know um, when people come into the restaurant and they they eat it and they they're like, well the flavours are amazing, then you know it's well worth the extra effort. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, and I guess as I, as I said before, like people are embracing it so what um let's talk about the chowder dish because yeah it is one of the recipes for the book what fish do you smoke for the chowder so predominantly we use a saltwater barramundi yep. which is quite a dense fish so it holds up quite well in the smoker we've tried um flathead which is a little bit too flaky yeah um so yeah the barramundi we've um smoked snapper um we've even tried a cheaper cut for like the hokey from new zealand yep um then we've, we've tried the mullet, which is a little bit oilier, um, which holds up quite well as well. Um, but the saltwater barramundi, we find it's and it's it's uh, firm enough to hold up into a smoker, um, and, but clean enough that it doesn't invoke too much um, flavour, like a deep mullet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, predominantly in the, the one in the book, where there's some hokey, there's some barramundi. Yeah, um, so there's a few different seafoods yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and a nice, I guess the, one of the other essential ingredients is just a good stock as well. Absolutely. So we get in um, we, from our um, suppliers, um, Southern Fresh Seafoods, they'll, they'll deliver us um, a box of, of bones, um, normally snapper bones. So we'll, we'll take out all the gills, take out, clean them, take out as much blood or anything as we can. Then we'll make a fish stock, which will take 45 minutes. Um, and then we'll um, 
make a velouté, which is like it's a classical French way of making a, a soup. Mm-hmm. So you've got your stock, you add your, your butter and your flour to it. Um, and then, um, then it's very simple because you've got a great base of a beautiful stock. And then once you add your, your potato and your carrot and your celery, which has been all blanched off beforehand, and then your fresh fish and some fresh dill, you're happy days. Happy days. Yeah. And in a, in a nice crusty bread bowl as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, we use a nice sourdough um, predominantly for that, and we have we do use a, a nice wholemeal brown bread roll as well. So um, there's a few options there from the local baker. Yeah, cool. Um, and a good response from customers. Yeah, look, we've had some great um, great feedback, and um, I think it takes people back to their to their youth. You know, have some um, you know some older ladies coming in going, "This is how my mother used to make it." And yeah, that okay. Kind of stuff and. And then the younger generation coming in and going, oh, look, this is really nice. Where do we, you know, it's, it's hard to find a, a kind of classic seafood chowder. Um, yeah, it's true. You don't you don't see it on as many menus. No. Yeah. Uh, I think there's too many kind of which are um, thrown together with packets of this and packets of that, and people have been put off a little bit. But. You can definitely uh, taste the difference in yours. It's yeah, the richness and the smokiness, and you know, in the winter, it's it's a no-brainer and it's so satisfying like i know that when yeah if you just have a, a good spoonful of chowder you get that warming feeling yeah rich smoky nice seafood it's and then and then you know little hints of the dill and, totally and that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah great dish mm. and then the other dish uh is basically the opposite end of the spectrum completely when it comes to seafood yes light yep. and fresh the the pokey bowls yeah yeah. I suppose we wanted to kind of um, look I've got a, a young family and I want them to eat healthy food um, and they love sushi so um, for us uh, the poke bowl was something which um, we wanted to introduce to Thrill which there wasn't actually down here now obviously it's um, popping up all over in Sydney but um, you know if we can we can have a few dishes on that um, someone can come in and have a, a beautiful, healthy um, mm. poke bowl, and then look, they can be sitting next to their friend who's got fish and chips. Then you know it just creates a bit of diversity. Um, and you know, look, that quick cure of, a, of the salmon, yeah. um, or the or the tuna, or the the kingfish, whatever we've got on for the day. Um, and then we make our own ponzu, which um, which. So is it's, I'll just take you back really quickly for those who don't actually know what a poke bowl is. Right. Do you want to explain what a poke bowl is? So basically, it's a Hawaiian dish. It's like a deconstructed sushi roll. Yeah. Um, but it can have multiple different ingredients, um, raw vegetables, different types of fish. Normally served on rice, but these are sushi rice. Um, these days, it's served on quinoa. It's served on all sorts of different bases. Brown rice, cabbage. I've seen it on as yeah. well for those low carb people. That's right. So yeah. it's kind of. Um, I think people are, are taking the word poke and kind of using it. In all it's just a, a bowl of fresh marinated fish mm-hmm. on on a starch with some some fresh vegetables. Yeah. Ours is quite traditional. Um, we wanted to stick. Um, with just the white rice um, which has got some nori seaweed through it Um, we wanted to do like we made a spicy ponzu which is uh, soy and uh, uzu and um, an onion and um, so we wanted to keep it kind of simple and then just a fresh radish and um, radish what else goes on it shallots shallots Um, there's some uh, nori and daikon that's right all the fresh stuff I, the thing I love about Japanese food and particularly like, you know, raw fish and sashimi and stuff is that I usually have a very 
savory inclination like in my palate like I just really like savory stuff and you know I love things like pasta and, and you know roast meats and all that sort of stuff and I find it hard to eat healthy in a way that satisfies my craving for that savory that savory satisfaction but I think that like pokey and some of the ways that sushi and sashimi are done are just a perfect way to eat really healthy mm. you've got such a such a good combination of vegetables and you've got your rice and you've got you know your your healthy salmon you know just not even fried not even no. nothing just raw and um the balance like the soy in the ponzu and a bit of the citrus and you know a bit of bite from the radish and the daikon and and, and that sort of thing it's such a it's such a satisfying lunch or you know any meal really. yes yeah. yeah yeah no it's um been very well received and uh look i think we'll probably um have a few offshoots of it on the on the menu we might yeah. do a couple of different ones as as time goes on but you know um a lot of people are stopping to pick them up on the way home now from That's work good. which yeah. is which is nice so you know um yeah it's just offering a, a, a different different you know a few options for the the um the takeaway the the takeaway thing with pokey is pretty pretty cool as well because by the time you get it home a, a lot of takeaway stuff you'll you'll have to cook and prep like a fish and chips or whatever it might be and if you drive ten minutes before you eat it yeah. or whatever your chips might be a bit soggy your your fish might be a little bit sad or whatever but yeah like a, a, a marinated fish and you know that just soaking through the rice and whatever it's not it's not going to change too much over that period of time no look you want to you want to have people kind of take it home and eat it pretty much you know you don't want them driving around for an hour or two in the yeah, car yeah of course but, but especially on a hot summer's day yeah but, <laughs> but um yeah look predominantly if people can you know walk out across the street which they do here and go and sit in the park or whatever or or just take it home and and yeah like it's a great takeaway option for sure have you um so you've converted a few people then you've you've, you've educated them what we have look at the poke it's uh that and our nepalese fish curry i think it's a, a very popular winter dish at the moment um uh yeah it's it's we've got a few people stopping in for for these things now which yeah, is great keep on coming back it's funny the um the pokey thing as well i as you mentioned before like the use of techniques like curing and smoking and whatever forever were just done out of necessity because there was no storage methods and yeah. stuff like that and i think that i read an article about pokey being the reason it got started was because there'd be these hawaiian fishermen out on a boat and all they'd have is tuna raw tuna barely any ingredients and whatever they'd just have like a little bottle of sauce or something and maybe some rice and they'd just throw a bit of sauce rice and raw tuna in a yeah. in a bowl and that's kind of how it's, it just starts out of necessity. Like they weren't thinking that it was going to be this sort of phenomenon that has become in the States. That no. people are adapting into all sorts of different things, using quinoa and whatever. They were just eating it because it was the only thing that they had available. Yeah, no, it's just a great way to utilize fish. Give, you know, give the fish a bit more flavor. You can't eat raw fish all day, um, every day. It's like, it's like anything, isn't it? It's a little bit of something is, is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, introducing different sources to add to it and sesame and soy and uzu and all these bit of chili here to give it a bit of a kick yeah um yeah it's great and look a bit of uh um fried shallot on there for a bit of crunch yep um all these little things tobiko the flying fish row that's a good that's a good color. addition yeah, yeah. yeah i've seen that before and the uh, japanese different different seaweeds you can put through it yeah and i guess the cool thing also about being here is that you can you can use whatever fish you, 
you're going to get a hold of that's fresh. Like it doesn't like salmon's a good seller. People are familiar mm. with eating raw salmon. Same with kingfish and tuna. But I feel like you see a lot more these days, and it might be in sort of more fine dining sort of venues and stuff. But there's there's a lot of exploring eating different species raw that you normally wouldn't like you see raw snapper and definitely raw leather jacket and yeah. whatever it might be so yeah you've got you you've got that opportunity here basically well. if the fish is caught correctly and killed correctly with ike jimmy method yeah. with the um the, the um, spear behind the back of the head then you can pretty much eat any fish and um that's the southern fresh guys who, um, with their fish forum um are great at teaching you where the fish come from how it was killed is it going to be a good sashimi product? And if it's a good sashimi product, then it's going to be a good poke product. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, guys, especially in the South Island of New Zealand and South um, Australia, that are, are, are catching specifically for the sashimi market um, and killing the fish properly, um, keeping it very fresh um, and getting it over to us as soon as they can so then it can be used yeah. at its prime. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see and... Um yeah, we were talking about it a little bit before. So Southern Fresh is the supplier that you use. And we use what, a couple, the, but they're predominantly the, the probably the top end of it. Yeah. yeah. And what like what's the, what's that fish forum that you were talking about? Is that so a, that's um, something that Con from Southern Fresh puts out on a weekly basis just to keep the chefs up to date with what's in season, what's really good, what's you know coming to the end, what we should be buying, what are the opportunities at the moment. So it's an invaluable source, and it, it's really specific on how the fish was killed where it comes from um, and so yeah it gives us the information that we can then pass on to our customers so they're a bit more aware of what they're eating and where it comes from yeah I, I think that one of the problems sometimes that industry struggles with a little bit is people always going back to the same fish you know again you might be more adventurous if you're having a degustation and you kind of don't have a choice or there's limited options on a menu but um, especially at a, at a relatively casual place, if you're having lunch or whatever, you know, people are familiar with snapper and kingfish and salmon and tuna. But there's such a massive world mm. of possibilities out there as well. And it's cool that, um, yeah, you know, fr- through the whole supply chain from the, from the catcher, the, the, the fisherman to the, su- to the supplier to yourself in the kitchen and then educating your customers a bit about... Um, the different species that are fresh and yep. getting them in and saying have a, have a try well it's like everything I think um, we need to be using the, the less well known fish out there because um, the the well known ones like the salmon and stuff whilst they're farming them and the barramundi's being farmed and there's a lot of these fishes all being farmed now that does create problems in itself so if everyone just wants to eat salmon all day then that's just going to create a whole world of pain down in mm-hmm. Tasmania which already it is yep. so um, I think we need to be looking at the, um, the smaller species which aren't so predominant um, just so then we can kind of share the share the pain a little bit for the for all those for sure like it's got to be regions out there and um, yeah I mean it's also good to see yeah not just not just things like that fish forum talking about what's fresh and what's good and what's sustainable but also providing just having a platform of education between the suppliers and the chefs and then you know transferring mm. onto the customer about sustainability and that sort of thing there's there's so many there's so many great fish out there that get underutilized because people people are you know a little bit turned off by what it may be a good example of that actually was a restaurant that I used to work at we started buying in in inverted commas blue mackerel yes which is slimy mackerel yeah and we would 
like as a kid down down the coast, we'd catch tons of slimy mackerel off the rocks, and throw them back, or, use it for bait. Yeah, use it for bait. <laughs> and and now you see them on the on the menu at some of the best restaurants in Australia because people are becoming educated, not just of that they are available and they're abundant and they're a good price, but the different ways of preparing them and 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 you know the more you see them, the more they become familiar, the more the public's gonna you know get involved and respond right. to it as well. And I suppose it's um, there's different parts of the world eat different fish, and like now Australia is becoming a lot more uh, worldly in its in its um, in its tastes, and um, the chefs are um, coming from all over the world, and you know bringing back knowledge and everything. So you know we're starting to see use of a lot more products out there that's for sure mm. you're seeing things like raw prawns and yes. raw lobster and raw shellfish and that sort of mm. stuff i feel like there's a bit of a raw trend going on not not just in pokey but also in all sorts of other different oh definitely yeah. yeah look we want to um here at south sailor we've got the little uh the little raw bar which we're gonna you know um in inverted commas so it's going to be doing sashimi and that but we're also going to be doing ceviches and and all sorts of other kind of raw products because i think it's oysters Oysters, yeah, we've got some beautiful local oysters from down the south coast. Um, yeah, look, there's just so much opportunity around here. It's a great place to be. That's for it's sure. good to it's good to um, th- that that raw bar concept is something that is being embraced by the public a lot as well. I mean, you see so many restaurants now. If you go up to Sydney to a to a nice restaurant, or I've seen a few around Canberra, other places and stuff, they've got their raw bar section of the mm. menu where you can start with a couple of different dressings on fresh freshly shucked oysters, and then there's like some sort of ceviche interpretation, some yes. sort of crudo thing, maybe a pokey and and yeah, and I mean the reason that it's on menus is because people are buying it. That's you right. know, people are selling it. Well it's just it's also that basically every every cuisine, pretty much most cuisines has a form of raw fish on mm. it. You know, we did a Mexican night here recently and um, you know, there's some ceviches on there and um, it's just yeah, it's so interesting how, mm. you know, the different flavours. A bit of jalapeno on, on some raw fish goes a long way. Oh, it's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, and that that sort of acid cook you get using using the lime, is it gives it such an interesting texture and such a freshness. It's like a, a big smack of flavours with the chilli and the lime and the, right. the pepper. and oh, yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. So that Mexican night, that's one of a few different sort of like nighttime things that you guys... Yeah, look, um, look, we... Recently, we've just done a Mexican. We've done the sushi nights, which are really popular. Just um, the introduction into South Sailor from uh, from um, from when it was Burgies before. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to kind of let the let the locals know that we're going. I think that uh, the tagline was um, more than more than your average fish and chip shop. Okay. Uh, so yeah, look, we just wanted to let the let the locals know they come here and and have something a little bit different rather than just fish and chips. Yeah, and, cool. It's, is it is it sort of how how is because yeah as you were saying like those Mexican nights and sushi nights I'm assuming mostly it's locals that are your patrons for those sorts of things yes yeah look um, I think the whole dining scene and and thrills really um, going through the roof recently mm-hmm. we've got some great places now um, when we moved down here with my family like three years ago um, there wasn't a lot of options unless you wanted Thai and an Indian and um, and now you've got some great, um, you know, Postman's Quarters, Samuels. You've got um, Jose Jones, which is really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of really nice places popping up, doing some really great food, mm-hmm. um, which is great for the whole area. So now people from the area and, and local suburbs 
can actually go out and thrill. They don't need to go to Wollongong. They don't don't need to go to Sydney, mm. which is uh, which is great for the area. Do you reckon that that sort of surge when it comes to like quality hospitality and patronage as well? Would you would you sort of what would you attribute that, that to? Like, is it that you've got a clientele now in Thoreau that's changed somewhat and demands it, or there's just been more more you know entrepreneurial people looking at the market and opening venues, and 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 the clientele's responded, or a bit of a mix of both. Yeah, I think it's um, you know I've heard that the demographic down here is changing quite a bit. There's okay. a lot more uh, a lot of people from. Um, Outside of Thrill and moving into Thrill from Sydney, from Sydney and yeah. um, you know, and various other places around, and even overseas, because it's such a beautiful little spot, yep. close to close to Sydney, but it's still got that beachside feel, which is relaxed and a lot slower, and nice place to bring up kids. So, I think it's um, whilst there's a lot, and there's a lot of people commuting too, so they might commute to Sydney, um, and when they come back to Thrill, they still want to eat well, and they still want to you know mm. have all the the luxuries of yeah, living and they in want a to big spend city. their weekend and go out for a yeah. nice lunch or brunch or dinner or whatever it is, and enjoy the sort of lifestyle yeah, this so area. The cafe like. scene down here is thriving, and the um, you know, so it's great. Yeah, I think I think you could you could say the same, you know, right through to Wollongong as well. I think you mentioned the last sort of three years how it's developed, and um, yeah, it seems that it seems to have developed all along the coast, mm. you know, from from. You know, as far north as Stanwell Park, all the way down. That's right. So, you yeah. know, positive, positive things for for the future. That's this area. right. And look, the things like the foragers markets and the the um, the cold hour markets are great for local, smaller local businesses trying to get a foothold and showing their produce and stuff mm. like that. So, you're gonna put, you put a pokey bar down at the foragers well, market. Well, we thought about that. Um, we'll see how we go. There you go. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's right. Um, I guess the la- the last thing we're gonna do. I'm just gonna ask you about some of your favourite seafood to use in this area that's not necessarily that um you know we talked about we talked about salmon kingfish tuna yeah. barramundi what it like and we talked about you know using some of those other other seafoods that are maybe a bit less well known or that people don't generally cook too much at home like you've got a few examples of some of the stuff you, you like oh, to look, use whether it's here or at home no look I basically um, I suppose flathead is the the predominant fish the go to fish around here so delicious it's um <laughs> We use um, a Wallace Lake um, from New South Wales flathead, which is probably the premium one in the market. Um, we do get some great flathead um, from um, Shell Harbour fish yep. seafood down there. They, they're really good. So, um, you know, basically every day people come in, have you got flathead, have you got flathead? And mm-hmm. so we, we try and have that on the menu a lot. Yep. Um, look, um, we're going to... Octopus the, is um, something up. which we, we want to use a lot more of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's beautiful, and and you see it coming through more now as well. People, it used to always just be baby octopus because yeah. people didn't know how to get big octopus tender. No, and especially when it comes to things like Japanese inspired, yeah. you know, things like sushi and um, and that sort of thing. There's it's so versatile. There's so many different ways you can right. use it. So, we, so yeah, we've um, we've been sous-veing some of the giant octopus um, and then grilling it, which mm. is nice. Um, Cuttlefish is actually another good one that many yeah. people don't get into. You don't see you, you can get it from your suppliers and stuff, but people I've rarely seen anyone cook it at home. No, but yeah, it's a good look one. the white bait, the um, South Australian white bait's really popular. Yep, um, you know that's a, something which I remember we used to catch as a kid in a, in a 
um, bait catcher and, trap, and, yeah. and use it as, as bait. Um, but now it's uh, they managed to charge us a fortune for it. And we, <laughs> but you know, it's once again, it's serve it with a bit of uh, like a nice chipotle and lime mayo or something. Yeah, it's, deep fried. Yeah, it goes off really well. Nice, nice with a beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, school prunes are another one that are good to do in yeah. in, in that way. Yeah, you just fry them whole and a bit of flour, and whatever. Nice spicy sort of sauce and a beer. Yeah. Mm. Love so, that sort of stuff. But so. yeah, look, we're. Um, at South Sada, we we're trying to utilise um, a lot of the, 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 the fish that we can do crispy skin as well. That seems to be people want to mm-hmm. um, eat crispy skin, that's for sure. Look, the, whilst you know, we want to use sustainable fish, and I know the guys from um, Humpty Doo um, Farm out there that do the barramundi, mm-hmm. um, it's a great product. So, um, yeah, we, we love doing that. What's the trick for people who are trying to get that perfect crispy skin you know piece of fish in the in the pan what's what's the tip what's the hot tip on getting it crispy and cooking a nice fillet look you got to um the pan can't be too hot to begin with okay it's got to be it's got to be you know warm but not so medium heat yeah medium heat and then um and you've got to apply a little bit of pressure a little bit of um, oil in the pan to begin with um, get a nice non-stick pan, season the skin well, have the skin nice and dry to yep. begin with, pat off all that moisture. Uh, look, if you can leave the, the, the um, fish in the fridge skin side up for a little while, mm-hmm. just so the fridge um, will take out a little bit of the moisture as well, season it. And then when you finish it off, once it's nearly there, if you just chuck in a couple of big knobs of butter, that'll, uh, that'll um, bring up that nice, best friend. nice brown, <laughs> rich crispiness, which you kind of want to see. Um, yeah love it um, anything else you wanted to talk about so you know obviously transforming into more than just a fish and chip shop South Sailor yeah look dinners and I suppose you know there's we've got lots of plans um, for the place and um, what we've, we've got a big bit of area out the back of the shop which we want to utilize as much as we can so um, it's gonna it's not gonna happen overnight but we, we want to get the gardens really up and going I want to um, get the smoke smoking going more and more and so we can sell more of a, a retail product as well so people can oh, okay. um, pop in That's and pick up um, you know a few hundred grams of smoked fish which we're doing already but we're just um, so I think there's a nice opportunity for that that's a great idea yeah, yeah. I love that sort of thing um yeah, that's yeah. There's a lot of opportunity mm. for that. You get you, you know you, you see fish and chip shops selling off their own tartare sauces and Thousand Islands yes. and all that sort of thing as well. And a little a cool little retail section is a really mm. cool opportunity. And yeah, yeah. And look, we'll obviously the um, the, the sushi side of it. So we'll be doing more of the um, the takeaway sushi as well yep. and sashimi just to keep it simple. But um, yeah, lots of fun things to come. Yeah, love it. Mm. All right, Graham. Thanks for talking to me. No worries. Thank you. Good stuff. Thanks for joining me for another Quicksand Food podcast. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Graham Ett from South Sailor in Thoreau. If you want to find out a bit more about what they do, you can check out their website, which is southsailor.com.au. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at quicksandfood.com or you can find us at Quicksand Food on social media. Get out there and get the book. The Illawarra Cookbook is available at all good Illawarra retailers or get it online at quicksandfood.com. Thank you for joining me for another Quicksand Food podcast. Hope you're enjoying these and we'll catch you again for the next episode. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.